Welcome to Recovery Guy Podcast. Welcome, welcome. Recovery is a lifelong process. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy. Welcome to Recovery Guy Podcast. And if it's Tuesday, this must be the fix. I am thrilled to be here in front of the microphone. I'm excited that JJ is joining me here in studio. And John Barker is in California but John is never more than a message or a phone call away. I am so blessed to be surrounded by people who understand our mission here at Recovery Guy Podcast and recoveryguy.org. I even have my dear friend Jay Roberts who did all my videos uh, for the 32 videos you see on recoveryguy.org and what a great friend and person he is to get those videos done and edited and up on Vimeo. And then John grabbed them and threw them to recoveryguy.org. And we're so excited about what's going on. And you are the reason that I'm excited. I'm always excited about the message that I have to share on wellness and recovery, because when your life is saved, when you thought you were dying and now you're not, and not only are you not dying, but now you have a chance to live beyond your wildest dreams, that would be exciting even in and of itself. But now I have this audience that I can share with, and let me tell you how badass you are. In the 11 weeks that J.J. and I and John have been knocking these things out, we have 1,273 listens. 1,273 times you have gone and listened to my podcast, and in a little over 10 weeks, almost 11 weeks, that is on average of 115 listens per week. And that is all organic, and that is all because of you. I was grateful before I started this thing. My level of gratitude has increased because of the response you have shared with us. And speaking of responses, I'm just going to share a couple things that people have sent me. Overnight, I got such a great reminder on how to be today. I love the simplicity of the podcast, but profound concepts. I exceptionally love the quotes. Another person writes, I absolutely love this. I feel this hits points everywhere from the start of sobriety to longer throughout the journey. I also feel that this uh, serves well for people trying for sobriety at any stage and or age. Thank you so much for sharing. I definitely needed this today. And when I hear things like that from you, I am continually encouraged because it reminds me that what we're doing as a movement and 
as individuals. There are so many of us out there on podcasts and trying to do this because there's so many of us and and every one of you might find us from a different way and, and our message just needs to be found. So I'm so grateful for my brothers and sisters of recovery who are out there bringing this message to you, delivering content and hope that when you are ready, we will be there for you. You know, one of the things that I've learned along the way, and if you look at my website and look at my branding, it's recovery, uh, recovery guidance from broken to whole. I, I would describe myself as a former broken person who became whole. And my desire is to teach others to become whole as well. And therefore, I'm even more excited that you've joined me along the way. And as I've said before, and I'm going to start sharing a little bit more, it doesn't really matter what background you come from. You know, my addictions were my addictions, and they would maybe be different from yours. However, our journey, our path to recovery is more similar because of the principles that are involved Recovery is principle-based, and even though there may be a little difference in our approach to it, there's more similarities than there are differences. So let's join in the similarities, and and I take a little bit from what you're doing, and I apply it to me, and, and you do that with me as well, and together we become whole, we become well. But you know, it brings me to the topic of today, and that is letting go. You know, a friend of mine the other day was upset about something that was out of their control, and and they came to me and said, Robert, this really bothers me. Um, I I don't know what to do with it. Um, um, How should I respond? And I said, well, the problem is, is that you're trying to respond. And I asked him, I said, can you control this part of what this person is doing or, or where you're at right now? And they said, no. And so I, I said, well, why don't you just let go, right? And, and they looked like, and, and they said, that sounds great, but how do I let go? How do I process the notion that it's okay to not be concerned with something that concerns me in this moment. You know what I'm saying? On one hand, from an intellectual standpoint, we say this shouldn't matter to me. But mostly on an emotional or prideful perspective, it means so much, it it bothers us, it turns into resentments and frustrations and challenges in it, and it brings up other concerns and frustrations and challenges. You know, in the, in the plan of recovery, it says, and at last acceptance seems to be the answer, right? So how do we let go? So as I explored things and, and looked at different opportunities and, and things that I have had opportunities to let go in the past, I thought I would call my friend uh, Slow Will and 
And uh, he, of course, is the happy, grateful, recovered alcoholic. And if you ever hear me refer to myself as that, it's I got that from him. Slow Will is kind of an expert in recovery, right? I've been at this 33 and a half years. Will will separate 40 years. He will celebrate 40 years of recovery January 1st of 2020. 40 years this man will attain one day at a time. And Will was one of those fellows who was there for me when I arrived. So especially since my sponsor Jack died in November or excuse me, January, um, I use Will as my sounding board, as my confidant, as my sponsor, if you will, although he says I don't call him nearly enough. And and I like to get his input. So here's what Will said, and, I, and I'll sort of start with here. Will, to this day, takes me back to the foundations of recovery. Will is very expert on bringing me back to what the first 164 pages say, and he measures his life and what he says to others based on what he understands of the first 164 pages. So when I talk to Will today, and Will loves, lives in Missouri, is retired now, and 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 fishes for 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 his for his enjoyment, and and he uh, and he goes to meetings, and he fishes, and he just sort of enjoys life. So this is what Will said, though. He said, "You know, Robert, um, letting go is something that brings on pain." but it conflicts with recovery. And I'm glad he said this because one of the, one of the things that I believe in what I call the replacement theory of recovery or replacement theory or wellness, uh, Stephen Covey would call it an inside out approach to change and quality, but we, we just don't let go of something. We have to, gravitate to something else. Because here's what happens. If we attempt to let go without moving on to something else, the likelihood is we will remain in pain. Because what happens is that just merely letting go will create a void or a vacuum or a hole And unless our thinking is healthy, and usually it's not, especially early on, that vacuum or that hole, that emptiness will cause pain, which will get us an emotional response, and the likelihood is we will relapse, or the danger is that we will relapse. So just like darkness does not go away, in and of itself, by letting go of darkness, darkness goes away through the introduction of light. If you want to stop negative self-talk, which is the most, self-talk is the most powerful conversation you will have. It doesn't matter what I say. It matters what you agree with and confirm in your own spirit. So, Positive self-talk pushes out negative self-talk. So along that concept, as I'm chatting with Will, he says, Robert, I want to just take you to two places to the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. 
The first page is page 132. And on the in there, I think it's line 17, Will says, 16 above it, 16 below it. He says, Bill says, and this is in the family afterward, we absolutely insist on enjoying life. Page 132, Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We absolutely insist on enjoying life. Page 133 says that we are sure God wants us to be happy, joyous, and free. And Will said, you can't be holding on to things that cause you pain and insist on enjoying life at the same time. He says, you cannot be happy, joyous, and free while you're holding on to pain and not letting go of things that bother you or distract you or keep you from your wellness. And again, we absolutely insist. It's not just a notion. It's not, this is maybe a good idea. And this is coming from an author who states, you know, our book is meant to be suggestive only. Well, on page 132, it says, we absolutely insist. That's kind of more than a suggestion. That's if you don't do it, you're probably not on the right path. And then because the program of recovery, again, regardless of what recovery you're coming from, secular or religious, there's going to be the the introduction of a power greater than you. Obviously, religious programs, you know, define that more directly in God and Christ, you know, and the other approaches to spirituality. Programs of recovery on the secular end will be a power greater than yourself, right? And you get to define it. Either way, we are sure God wants us to be happy, joyous, and free. How can I be holding on to things I should be letting go of while God wants me to happy, be happy, joyous, and free? They conflict each other. Here is something that my sister Mary, my sister Mary has been my angel. My sister Mary, when I was at my worst, she was at her best. She prayed for me. She always kept the lifeline open. And when when I started to get well and I wanted to reach out and get help and take my life to another level and, and move and relocate to really see if I could do this thing, my sister Mary was there. And she introduced me to this poem when she realized that I was having a problem with letting go because we come into this program so damaged. We come to recovery broken in so many ways. My sister Mary gave me this poem and I want to share it with you and I'm going to share it and I'm going to repeat it. And I hope it resonates with you as it does with me. And it, and it's really a takeoff on what Will talked about in uh, page uh, 133, where we're sure that God wants us to be happy, joyous, and free. It's, it's, it's letting go of the things that bother us 
while holding on to the things that God wants for us. Are you ready? Here's what my sister Mary said. As children bring their broken toys with tears for us to mend, I brought my broken dreams to God because he was my friend. After waiting patiently, I screamed, How could you be so slow? My child, he said, What could I do? You never did let go. I'm going to share that with you again. As children bring their broken toys with tears for us to mend, I brought my broken dreams to God because he was my friend. After waiting patiently, I screamed, how could you be so slow? My child, he said, what could I do? You never did let go. I'm not going to break that down. I'm not going to unpack that for you. Whatever it means to you is whatever it means to you. I know how I own that. And if you choose to own it in a way that will help you, I hope that you do. We have to just realize what's waiting for us. There's so much pain and it becomes far too painful to hold on to things that entrap us, that we get to a point where we have to let go. And so we sort of let go with one hand and we're holding on to the other. Sometimes it's as simple as going around it because sometimes we we let it go and we pick it up. We let it go and we pick it up. We used to have this pet rock. And remember back... I don't know if you, how old you are, but back in the 80s, there was this pet rock thing. And going back to my sister Mary, this was actually hers as well, and I loved it. And there'd be just this little polished rock, and usually about the size of a paperweight, and it would say something on it, and cute and clever, what have you. But this rock, um, it said, please turn me over. And on the other side, it said, Thank you. And I I loved it. Do you ever get that way where sometimes you let go of something and then you grab back onto it for whatever reason and it doesn't make sense because letting go made so much sense and grabbing it again made no sense at all? So when we turn it over, when we let it go, why not just leave it there on the side that says, thank you? So, with with a Gandhi quote, and I, I've shared this before in an, in another episode, and it's and it's why it's so important to do what is called name it, claim it, and dump it. Name it, claim it, dump it. Maybe you've heard it before, but we need to name what we need to let go. We need to claim it in whatever capacity we need to claim it as as owning it 100%, as it being a part of someone else or something else, but we need to identify it as ours, and then we need to get rid of it. We need to just dump it 
And that's where that turning it over and on the other side, that, that rock says, thank you. So here we go with the Gandhi quote. Gandhi said, you cannot do wrong in one department of life while attempting to do right in another department. Life is one indivisible whole. Again, Gandhi said, you cannot do wrong in one department of life while attempting to do right in another department. Life is one indivisible whole. The Bible, for those of you who are religious and enjoy the Bible, the Bible says that a house divided against itself cannot stand. We, we can't be divided that way. I can't be holding on to things that cause me pain while simultaneously trying to grab for something that um, is going to give me wellness and peace and comfort because they're going to conflict. You ever notice what happens in a storm, in, in a weather front? You ever watch the weather channel and how a warm front and a cold front come together and they collide, and it actually causes storms. Out in the Midwest, it's really bad like this because air seems to move differently coming up from the Gulf and the cold air coming down from the north in Canada and the north and the northwest. And this warm air comes up from the Gulf, and it usually collides up over Oklahoma or, or, or uh, Texas. Watch it sometime. Watch what happens when that cold front collides with a warm front, tornadoes and severe thunderstorms break out. Why? Because it causes conflict, even more conflict than holding on to that which you should not hold on to creates. So let it go because life is one indivisible whole. And you can't have a little bit of peace anymore then I would want to drink water that had just a little bit of poison or sickness in it. You know, one drop can destroy the whole barrel. So I need to constantly clear that barrel. One of the things that Will brought up again, uh, he said, you know, you've got to clear away the wreckage of your past. You know, it says that in, in, in recovery, clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. Then Will's, Will is profound. And if you want to hear some Will with wisdom, go back. And Will and I had three uh, Q&A sessions that are part of the archives of uh, Recovery Guy podcast. Uh, Will and I met in Oklahoma about three years ago and and we, we recorded these podcasts, and, and um, J.J. was abs- absolutely amazing in restoring them in some of the poor sound quality, and he, he threw them up um, uh, on Recovery Guy podcast. So check them out. But, but Will said this. He said, if we clear away the wreckage of our present, we won't have to worry about the wreckage of our past. So... We clear away the wreckage of our past, right? As we come in and we begin to 
uh, do this thing called recovery wellness. And then as we're moving along, because things will try to infiltrate because we never get perfectly well. Remember, God is not asking us um, to be successful. He's only asking us to try, you know, try to be, and we are doing that. Um, from as Bill sees it, page 11. Also, we claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. So we're never going to be perfect in this journey, but we always want to be improving. And again, Will said, clear away the wreckage of your present so it doesn't become the wreckage of your past. So we clear away the wreckage of our, of our past and give, we give freely of what we find enjoying recovery. And we do that by letting go. We absolutely insist on enjoying life because we are sure God wants us to be happy, joyous, and free. We let go, as God would say, my child, he said, what could I do? You never did let go. We name it, we claim it, we dump it. We listen to the Gandhi quote that says, life is one indivisible whole, and we can't coexist simultaneously in two departments because a house divided against itself cannot stand. Are you with me? Do you want to let go? Letting go is a progressive aspect of recovery and wellness. I am always letting go of things because I want to rise in my recovery. Remember, good is the enemy at best. And as Tom Bennett said, and I'll say it again, I want to become weller than the well. Are you with me? Do you want to join us at Recovery Guy Podcast? Please listen, subscribe, comment, and share. Let's get well together. Let's elevate ourselves that when someone else comes along with the same despair that we had when we first arrived, we will be able to lend a hand and help them go from broken to whole. Have a great day. I'll see you Thursday for the checkup. And I'm going to be doing on the checkup this Thursday, I'm going to be doing on relapse. My friend Scott owns a, um, a mission approach to wellness, and it's it's called Welcome Home Sober Living, and it's unbelievable what Scott has been able to do for young women who are seeking to let go and to become whole. So thank you for today. Join us for Thursday. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy. <laughs>